First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hardman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they win it by three on this touchdown throw to Nicole Hartman, who started the season as a Jet. Jim, I want you to know this was an incredible call. So this is the Sports Cave. This is your co-host, Robbie Long, my co-host, Zach Roden here. Zachary. What's up, motherfuckers? What the fuck are we doing? Um, you better win this light. There it is. Okay, beauty. We're doing pretty good. Um, dealing with the the classic Super Bowl hangover today. I'm sure as many of Americans and Canadians are also dealing with the same thing. Mm. Um, but we're feeling good. Other than that, it was a uh, hell of a Super Bowl Sunday. Started off a little bit slow, I'd have to say, Robbie. That game, I wasn't too excited about it going into the second half, but the second half delivered, and boy, did it ever deliver. What an ending. What a finish. Uh, congratulations again to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it just seems that they fucking get it done every year, Robbie. They're the new Patriots. Yeah, it's safe to say that if you had any doubts before like I did, it's a dynasty. The Chiefs are... I'd say now officially a dynasty. What is this? Three Super Bowls in yeah. six years, I believe. I mean, this is absolutely unbelievable and unheard of. And Zach, like you said, I'll be honest, the first half was fucking boring. I found Terrible. myself I find myself watching more shit like on my phone than actually watching the game. Um, let's see. Steve says, Oh my god, Taylor Swift is so good. Start season as a jet, so technically that means the Jets win the Super Bowl with McCole Hardman uh hitting the touchdown the former Jet. Um, the Chiefs go back to back. The first team to do it since Zachary. You're New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. And now it looks like they're going to go for three in a row as Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey basically said on the podium, I'm coming back. Let's get this shit done. Um, let's let's recap the Super Bowl, Super Bowl before we get into all yeah. of it. So yeah. we end the first quarter at a zero to zero in which Zachary, congratulations. 250 bucks richer, folks. I won my buddy's bar square. I got the double zero, um, so I was uh, twenty dollar. I bought one square for twenty bucks. Ended up winning two hundred and fifty. So yeah, that's a beautiful good, thing. Good night, and right there. Let's see. So we had a zero to zero, uh, and let's not forget. I, I believe it was all in the first quarter where McCaffrey fumbled the ball on their side of the field when Pacheco. they were inside the ten yard line. Pacheco did the other thing, vice versa, on the other side of the field. Um, the first half sack was very. Very sloppy between the fumbles, yeah. the muff punts. It's like that ball was fucking oiled up in the first half. Like, Jesus Christ, last year it was the slippery field. Everyone was slipping, sliding everywhere, and it felt like, like you said, oiled up the ball, slipping, sliding, the ball's going everywhere. Uh, that's what she said. Um, overall, if you ask me, I don't know where I'd rank this Super Bowl like in my lifetime. I mean, it's definitely at the bottom. I don't know. I thought it was a fucking great Super Bowl. I, I thought the finish was exciting. It went right down to the end. The first half was so deplorable, dude. Yeah, it was, but it, it was almost unwatchable. It's all about how you finish, and it finished strong. The first half, I will agree, was terrible. But I mean, if if we're talking about exciting Super Bowls, I mean, last year's are pretty exciting. Um, we're gonna be honest. The Patriots have had a couple snooze fests in the Super Bowl, but it's because they're normally just way better. The the worst one I can think of uh, to, to memory is the Rams one. 
I mean, that was an absolute brutal Super Bowl. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a good game. I thought it was but, a good game. But I'll game. tell you what. I'll tell you what. As as unappealing as that Patriots Rams Super Bowl was, you didn't see sloppy play like that. It was overall just a defensive performance. No, yeah, it, I'm a good on the Chiefs too for continuing to give the ball to Pacheco because he had that fumble, and then he had the um, the botched uh, uh, handoff there where, the, where Mahomes went to pitch it back to him, and he took his eyes off the ball for a I'm second. I'm gonna put that in Mahomes more than Pacheco, dude. That's at his fucking shoulder blade, dude. It's still in his grasp to get it though. I guess, but I mean, it's like you know when you're catching the football, you're underhanding it so now you're going like it's not like you're catching it like as a receiver you're trying to get under the fucking ball yeah but i guess in the end they got the job done they got the job done. i mean patrick mahomes is uh he's he's making his way into the goat debate already robbie uh we'll get into that in a little bit here's what i gotta say throughout most of the season if you're watching a lot of the nfl games it felt like a lot of times we were talking about the chiefs getting the favorable calls from the referees correct yeah is it me or was it like the officiating was totally against the Kansas City Chiefs throughout most of the game? I don't know if it was totally against them. I think maybe it, it favored San Fran a little bit more, and, but San Fran San Fran got a lot of favorable calls. The Christian McCaffrey touchdown should have came back. The center was down the field as an illegal man downfield that they never called back. They had two two times where the Chiefs had the first down. One of them Pacheco, one of them Kelsey, and they didn't call it a first down. Um the pat like if we're if this is where the NFL is going to go, I'm going to see if I find the video here. Uh, I have the video right here. Let's watch this. Um, Eric Armstead. Uh, Eric Armstead, sack. Yes, ma'am. Enjoy the Brazil commentary. Look at that. You can't take. That. I mean, are, are we serious right now? We're serious. The fucking tackle. No, 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 no. Let me tell you why. The new rule indicates you cannot land your body on top of the quarterback, and he pancaked the fuck out of Patrick Mahomes. If that's the way they went, listen, if you're asking me, the regular football fan, yes, yes, it's a sack. But the problem is, is the NFL made the rule that you can't land on top of the quarterback with your full body weight. He fucking did that times two, and there was no flag thrown. I mean, if that I, I didn't even know that was a real rule. That is, in my opinion, the, the stupidest fucking rule I've ever heard. Football is turning out to be such a pussy sport. My God. Yes. Like, yes. That's, I mean, in my opinion, that's a great tackle. I, I agree, mean, but they turned yeah. that into a rule a couple of years ago that you can't land with your full body weight on the quarterback. That's why when you see the majority of sacks now, the linemen are to the side of the quarterback. Well, hey, I guess if that's the rule, then, uh, then yeah, that probably should have been a flag there. I, I did not know that there was there a pancake was rule in effect. Time where they didn't throw the flag and it should have been thrown. Outside of that, let's talk about the duration of the game. So when I'm watching the San Francisco 49ers, Zachary, they had multiple, and I mean multiple chances to put the game out of Kansas City's reach. So yeah. let's start with the start of the second half. Patrick Mahomes throws an interception on their 40-yard line. They did not capitalize by any means few times when they were about a 50-something yard field goal, which we'll talk about in a second. It happened like three or four times. It's third down, and Spat Tony Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, continued to do the same thing. Sent all-out pressure, and the remaining corners and safeties play man coverage. When, yep. I, when you watch the 49ers, the majority of this season, in instances like that, they ran essentially a pistol formation where uh, Kyle Tujasek, the fullback, is on Brock Purdy's right, 
Debo Samuel's on his left and McCaffrey's lined up behind him. They didn't run that once. Okay, fine. You got to have some screenplay and design, right? No. Every time it was third and short in field goal range, they continued and continued and continued to try to run slants, except for the final attempt where he completely missed Brand Ayuk wide open and threw on the right side of the field in Brock Purdy. And they didn't capitalize. They had a chance to ice the game on third down. Chris Jones got to Brock Purdy. They end up kicking the field goal. The defense yep. for the Kansas City Chiefs stepped up, but Kyle Shanahan, the offense, never adjusted. I'll be honest here, Zachary. Is this going to happen? No. I wouldn't hesitate right now. This is his third time in the Super Bowl. Three times. Two as the Niners head coach. One is the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator. Fire Kyle Shanahan. There's never been a better opportunity for two guys right there waiting for you that will have this team much better prepared than Kyle Shanahan, than Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Yes, Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. He's a very good coach. But he can't get the job done in the Super Bowl. This is three times they've blown a double-digit lead, either two times as the head coach and one as the offensive coordinator. 28-3 to is the most embarrassing loss by a coaching staff in NFL history. Well, you can't fault the offensive coordinator for that. He's a part of the problem, him and Dan Quinn. And Okay, Zach, look away from that. He blew two double-digit leads to Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. A, a fucking two of them. amazing quarterback. It doesn't matter if it's an amazing quarterback or not. you got to fucking seal the deal, bro. There's one half of football I mean, left. You have the advantage and you blew it. I don't know. I thought um, – I, I don't know if that's the right move, in my opinion, for them to make. I mean, the guy obviously is getting the job done. He's not getting the, the – the total job done. You're right. He's not getting the Super Bowl win, but he's getting them there. At the end of the day, yeah, I guess they could have been more prepared. They, you are right. They didn't really make too many changes to their offensive schemes, but I don't know. Do you see? I guess if a Vrabel and a Belichick comes in there, maybe it is an instant success, but maybe it's also uh They didn't know the rule, the new rules for overtime. Well, it's you know, it's first, it's first time it ever happened, man. Good second break. On. Come on. Give him a break there. You feel prepared like that, bro. You got to be ready for anything that could possibly happen. I don't know. I don't see them making a coaching change, in my opinion. But obviously, I don't either. But I'm telling you right now, Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel had that 49ers team better prepared than Kyle Shanahan did. Well, let's see for next year. I I, I have a feeling this 49ers team could uh, could very well easily be back in that dance next year. But there is, uh, I want to talk about the Chiefs a little bit here, Rob, because I want to ask you about Chris Jones. You think that was the. Think that was the final Chris Jones game in a Chiefs jersey, maybe in an NFL uniform? No. You think I he's think coming he, back? I think I think the Chiefs have their mindset on we want to do something that's never been done before. Let's win three in a row. I think Chris Jones should and will come back for one more year. I mean, if you asked him now, I can guarantee his answer would be fuck yeah, I'm coming back. But yeah. we'll have to see how it plays out because obviously that guy's gonna command a pretty penny. Let's um Zach, let's review something that no one saw this fucking happening, dude. I mean this is fucking horrific. Dre Greenlaw, here yeah. it is. After the stop on the punt return. Oh. And he's now in the blue tent. Oh. And it doesn't look pretty. No. And he's had an outstanding out. year. Yeah. Um, not what you want to see. I don't know if they've come out with the four ports, but I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's probably a ruptured Achilles. Or an Achilles. Uh, yeah, so it's just terrible, especially like on a non-contact play. The guy's hyping himself up to get out there. 
I mean, these athletes, they put themselves through strain every single day of their lives, and at some point, something's just going to pop, and you, you hate to see it happen in a game like that. Obviously, you've worked all season long to get there. You're a key part of that defense. Yes. I mean, that was a massive, massive loss for the 49ers, too, losing green loss, so it was tough to see. You never want to see an injury like that happen to a guy, especially a non-contact one, especially in the fucking Super Bowl, too. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. Was this not the best we've seen the front seven for San Fran a very long time since they acquired all those guys? Randy Gregory stepped up. Chase Young stepped up. Nick Bosa. Yeah, finally. Chase Young looked great Bosa. last night. I mean, I mean, Chase Young looked incredible. And they did a yeah. great job boxing in Patrick Mahomes as Tony Romo continuously showed, like, get on the outside, give him the pocket and nothing outside. Don't let him utilize his legs. Yeah, you know what? They, they, they stepped up. They yeah. stepped up. And Ryan, you fucking better be sorry. Wow, I didn't say all that. Well, Zachary, um, is there anything else I'm missing to review of the Chiefs 49ers game? Anything else I'm possibly missing other than dude, Moody from San France that's the all-time record for the longest yeah. people made of 55 Which... yards. And Harrison Bucker says, hold my beer and hits one for at least 57. Harrison Bucker holds the longest field goal in Super yeah, Bowl. Moody had that record for about half of an hour. Yep, essentially. And it's also crazy because Moody is a shit kicker. So the fact that he actually had the record for a little bit is pretty surprising. Yeah, he has been pretty dog shit for the majority of the season. Yeah. Um, halftime yeah. show, Robbie. What are your thoughts on this halftime show featuring Usher? I, I've seen a lot of a lot of shit being smeared about it online, and I'm I'm here to to back up this halftime show because I thought it was pretty fucking good. Well, I thought it was very good, but I'm also concerned about this guy's safety right here, as you can see, Lona B. Where'd he go? You see that guy in the blue shirt just getting absolutely thrown in the air. Where the fuck did he land? Look at this guy. He could have fucking. Yeah, that guy did get launched. I mean, when fucking little John's out there, baby, you're going to start flailing bodies around. That's what happens. I mean, that's exactly what fucking happened. Oh, shit. Zach Vagina. Thank you, you, Ryan. Beautiful son of a bitch. I love you, Ryan. Thank so you so we much. had the halftime show. We had Usher brought out uh, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, Lil John. I know there's some people thinking maybe Bieber was going to pop out there. I had a feeling it wasn't. At one point, I thought Kanye West was on the stage. This fucking this dude was wearing a helmet that looked exactly. I thought Green was on the stage. That, that I know the exact guy you're talking about too. Hey, brought out a few people. Um, I, I all in all, I thought it was a pretty good show. The guy fucking did like ten songs too. I feel like yeah, it's a lot for a halftime show. Incredible. Usher was absolutely incredible. Three straight years of good halftime shows. There was a lot of wet pussies in America for that halftime show. I must. I will have to uh, probably say that. Yeah, I mean, if you had a girl and she was, like, feeling yeah. herself. She you wasn't had... your girl for that half an hour. That was Usher's yeah. girl. It's just what Usher does. It's just what he does. Stimulized her with his vocal cords. No, he was. he was, Honestly, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. I would say for, like, the first three songs, I wasn't really feeling it. But then he started to pick it up. Then they brought in Alicia Keys, then Lil John, then Luda. It was just fucking perfect. It was a very And also, another thing, too, I'd like to point out, um, Alicia Keys... Married, beautiful woman. Usher was fucking, he was really touching up on her and grab, and you could see it. She kind of kept like <laughs> inching away a little bit. I'm like, this guy's getting a little bit of a pervy feeling here from Usher. I'm getting in this song, but at least Key's still for her age. She is still looking nice. She's looking fucking fabulous. I mean, Andy Reid, is yeah. there anything you got to say about the way that uh, Miss Alicia Keys, like, what would you like to do? How about that D, baby? Whoa. Andy Reid, horny bastard. Definitely a horny bass. What if you had a nice cheeseburger? I'm going to crack a beer open here. I'm going to crack a beer as well, ladies and gentlemen. Zachary, you know, it's like what I've said before. Um, 
Football season is the quickest season all in sports. It has come. It is gone. The 2023-2024 season is over. And before we look back at the awards, Zachary, can we just go through the amount of madness? And it started week one, Monday Night Football, 9-11. Aaron Rodgers, four plays in, torn Achilles is where it all started. Yeah, this season was... uh. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers, so many fucking, so many starters going down. Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb, just for my Browns. I mean, the Browns alone, I could have a list of 15 fucking, 15 names in the Browns. Uh, Bobby, thank you very much. Thank you, Dad. Thank you very much. Um, you guys really yeah. don't have to all these bits to us. We, we really do appreciate it. And also, I mean, not even just thinking of the injuries, in fact, Robbie. We were talking about this Kansas City Chiefs team halfway through the year going, there's no chance. But I think we missed a crucial part about this Kansas City Chiefs team, Robbie, that we didn't take into consideration. What's that? They have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it doesn't really matter who's on the field. If you have Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball and you're somewhat of an okay receiver, he's going to put it exactly where it needs to go, and all you got to do is grab it. I mean, with this receiving core winning this fucking Super Bowl, that was incredible season for the Chiefs. Something I don't think anyone really expected, and it's for the first time I think the Chiefs won this uh, won the Super Bowl. It was all backed by defense, which is not yeah. something you normally talk about when we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. You're always talking about this dynamic offense, but yeah. this year that defense rode them right to that championship. It was incredible. And uh, Travis Kelsey, what do you got to do? You got to fight for your right to fight! Yeah, I would love to see it. He probably got fucking polluted last night and then did very mediocre anal sex with Taylor Swift. Most likely. Um, oh, Kathy won money in the squares. Let's go, Kathy. Great job. Fuck yeah. Well, Zachary, um, Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Herbert dealt with injuries, Kirk Cousins, Mike Williams, Saquon got hurt, Daniel Jones, Matthew Judon, Christian Gonzalez, uh, Anthony Richardson, who was off to a great start. He had with the season ending injury. Um, the Jaguars collapsing from like eight and three to eliminate the, the Eagles at one point, 10 and one in collapsing. Yeah. This was one of the craziest. I, I think the Super Bowl reflected the NFL season. Sloppy, 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 but good. Sloppy, but good is only one way to describe this NFL, NFL season. It's not because how bad the Patriots were, dude. I mean, honestly, I mean, there were points where we were watching Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs trying to fight yeah. for the fucking Vikings get a playoff spot. Um, fuck what? Jake Browning in Cincinnati was fighting to try to give them a spot uh, in the playoffs. I mean, this Gardner Minshew is a Pro Bowler. Yeah, this, well, I, I think Pro Bowl has lost its uh, has lost its touch. To be honest Jim, with you, Jimmy Garoppolo lost his job to Aiden O'Connell. Russell Wilson was benched and they weren't even doing like that terrible. Honestly, the Broncos they were, were on a, they were on a streak were like, hell yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson got benched for UConn legend who's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns in his college and NFL career. Tim Boyle and the second coming of Peyton Manning. They thought in Denver, Trevor Simeon took over for both of them. I mean, this was a dog. Tommy DeVito took the NFL by Cutlets. storm. This was fucking a terrible season, dude. Terrible. I disagree. Maybe because I'm a Browns fan. I thought it was a great season. 
Well, yeah, because Joe Flacco almost almost led you guys to some sort of hope. Well, he, you know, he uh he dipped our toes in the water, I guess we can say. He definitely did. Uh, um, but yeah, that that is Pardon? Do you have the awards in front of you? I don't have them, but I know who won the awards. You know them all by heart. Well, of course, because like my majority of the Browns. What I was gonna say, go over the Browns <laughs> we, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, okay. this is a great, great time to be a Cleveland fan. Go over for, it. for the Cleveland Browns this year. Head coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. We also got assistant coach of the year, Jim Schwartz. Then we got defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, and comeback player of the year. Thank God, Joe Flacco won comeback player of the year. You know he won comeback player of the year with less first place votes than Demar Hamlin. But like when they calc- when they, they do all the points uh, for the first, second, and third place votes, he ended up edging him out. But I think it was like eleven points. I mean, very well deserved. Demar Hamlin obviously came back to life, but you have to legitimately play football, in my opinion, to get the comeback player of the year. And playing in like eleven snaps, I think it was all year long, just not enough to get the job done, in my opinion. No, not at all. Um, Joe Flacco was the head of fucking Demar Hamlin too. Baker, I was going to say, Joe Flacco was, was my pick for but if he wasn't going to win it, I would have liked to see it go to Baker, but I'm happy with how it was. Comeback player of the year for Flacco. Uh, the coach of the year, I mean, that came down to the wire between Stefanski and, uh, was it D'Amico Ryan? Is that his name uh, from yep. the Texans? Yep. So Stefanski just edged him out. Honestly, that one could have went either way because the Texans yep. season they had this year was just absolutely something else. Uh, the assistant coach of the year, I really feel like that. Who, who, who even? I don't even know that was an award. <laughs> I just saw that one on Twitter. But Jim Schwartz deserved it the way that defense played this year. Uh, and then I guess we're getting the other ones. MVP, we have uh, Mr. Lamar Jackson. Uh, one vote away from the unanimous uh, MVP award. There was one fucking guy that voted for Josh Allen. Yep. I mean, uh, I don't know how. like that. That's kind of a. Bills biasy, Bills biasy. Yeah. Had to be a Bills writer or something. I don't know how it all works. Just also realizing now I don't know all the winners, so let's just get this up right here. Well, my yeah. offensive player of the year was close. He finished in second behind Christian McCaffrey. I'm talking about Tyreek Hill just missing out to Christian McCaffrey, the offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. Well, I mean, pretty well-deserved. Pretty well-deserved. Okay, I got the list here. Okay, defensive rookie of the year goes to the Houston Texans defensive end. Will Anderson Jr. Wow. Jalen Carter was a heavy favorite going into yeah. this year. So yeah, Eagles defense. Jalen Carter had a big lead in the defensive rookie of the rookie of the year race early on, but Anderson started to make his run at the award later in the season. We all know who the offensive rookie one was. It's Bryce Young, right? <laughs> uh, the offensive rookie is unfortunately not Bryce Young. It is the one that went just one pick after him. Mr. CJ Stroud. I mean, obviously, the guy's a fucking just an absolute beast. I don't see that one on here. Um, well, the offensive rookie of the year. So I'm just taking a guess that it's oh, CJ Stroud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely him. Hundred percent. Now, do, you, do the Lamar Jackson MVP I'm almost unanimously? Do you think that is? Am I crazy, or do I think that that's fucking kind of insane that he got 49 out of 50 first place votes? Crazy as it went, like he deserved 50 out of 50, or do you no? Like he deserved. I, I think it should have been a lot closer than that. In my opinion, he didn't have that great like. For for a quarterback stats, his stats were very mediocre. Yes, he has the rushing aspect to it as well, but I mean, he's like fifteenth in fucking passing yards. He's like fifteenth in passing touchdowns. Like, how is this the the runaway winner? You know what I mean? Well, who who was your one B 
MVP for the year. I don't know. McCaffrey could have been up in there. Um, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to go back and kind of look at chance that we had to have someone outside of the quarterback position win MVP. Yeah, well, I mean, I think at some point there's a very good chance McCaffrey could win this. I mean, he is just just an absolute beast. And, I think uh, McCaffrey was more valuable than Brock Purdy to their team, and I thought that honestly, I mean, he at one point he was my MVP, like the way yeah. he was going off. Uh, it's quarterback driven award, Zachary. That's the problem. You know, it's like I'd, we've we had this discussion. You can have what Lamar Jackson had, but then you can have Miles Garrett have twenty five sacks, six forced fumbles, and like two pick sixes, and he'd be neck and neck with Lamar Jackson for MVP. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. It's a quarterback driven award. I mean, I think the, the last position player to win the MVP that wasn't a quarterback was Adrian Peterson. That's a long, long time. Very long time ago. Uh, there is one more award to announce to Robbie, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Uh, goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive tackle Cameron Hayward, uh, yes. which goes to his part of his terrible work in Cam's Kindness Week. So good on you, Mr. Hayward. Um, very good on you. I say we give our winners, Zachary, what they deserve. A round of applause. They deserve it. And now I guess that really is the end of the uh, the football season right there, Robbie. But the end of the a football couple, season, but we got so much. A couple more notes. A couple more got- notes to go over in football, though. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said today, Rob, we had some breaking news. You were saying earlier coming out of the NFL today, uh, and that would be the Cowboys naming Michael Zimmer as their new defensive coordinator. Where is it? There it is. How about them, Cowboys? Do you know much about this guy, Robbie? I don't really know too much about Zimmer. Um, well, Zimmer was a part of the Minneapolis Miracle. Uh, he was the head coach for that team at Case Keenum that led him to the NFC Championship game. Um, the Vikings always had a pretty darn good, solid, if not better, defense in most of the league. And the second he left, you could see under Kevin O'Connell, like the defense is non-existent. It's very offensive-driven. Um, essentially, I think it's a spade, essentially. I think he'll get the same out of the Cowboys' defense, the same that uh, Dan Quinn got out of them for all these years. So they bring in another mastermind. Uh, someone that knows Mike McCarthy very well due to their time in the NFC North. And to me, in the end, it was going to come down to either Mike Zimmer or Rex Ryan. Now, in case you didn't know, Rex Ryan openly came out and said, I called Mike McCarthy and said, let me talk to you because I know what this team could do. I know what this team needs. I feel like I can impact him. And, you know, I, I agree with Rex. I can't believe this guy is still out of a job. Rex Ryan is a damn – say what you want is about a head coach. Rex Ryan is a great defensive coordinator and a great defensive mind. I would take Rex Ryan as a DC in a heartbeat. Hasn't Way better job than in a while. That slob of a brother, Rob Ryan. Oh, there we go. So you're not a big fan of this Zimmer uh, hire? No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not a big fan. I'm just saying it's basically a spade. It's the same as what Dan Quinn is. So they found their replica essentially, and I think that it's gonna it'll benefit the Cowboys. But does it move the needle like the defense gonna get better? No, I think it'll stay just about the same, which is not a bad thing because the Cowboys had a very good defense last year. Very true. Um, I mean, we it's, actually... hard, it's hard when they're arguably a top five defense, top three, maybe even top one. Honestly, they were fantastic, but they were also fantastic against all the shitty teams. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see if he gets them better prepared for the playoffs. I'm like Dan Quinn. Well, they, got the ta- they got the talent for it. So maybe, sure maybe, it's a bit of a, maybe just a change in scenery is what these guys need a little bit different, uh, a different view of attack. Dan Quinn leaving could potentially be a blessing in disguise. It's not to say that Dan Quinn's not a good D.C., 
but sometimes it just run its course and he took the job in Washington and he ran away with it. You're damn right he did, sister. I saw that um, the have decided to move on from Mitch Trubisky, Zachary. Yeah, yeah. Mitch Trubisky released. Released from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think we all kind of saw that one coming. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's been released from the Steelers and I think his NFL career is, is, is probably going to come to an end. Well, I mean, this was his best chance. He backed up Josh Allen to Buffalo before heading over to Pittsburgh and it seemed like it might be between him and Kenny Pickett, but if I'm the Steelers, you got to figure out your quarterback situation. Not tomorrow, not after breakfast now, because you're wasting yeah. the talent of Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryer, with Save to one by Najee Harris. I mean, he's he's really turned it up when needed. And then you got Jalen Warren. They have a great defense. They're a quarterback away. They need to address the situation immediately. Yeah, because Kenny Pickett ain't him. Kenny no, Pickett ain't him. It's a good story. You know, he comes out of Pittsburgh, the college Pittsburgh, goes to Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, but is Kenny Pickett the one that's going to take you over? No. He's not. Who's uh like who's a guy you think that they could grab for a um for a, a quarterback position? Because they, I mean, right now I believe they, I guess it would be Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. Right now, that's what it's looking like. But I mean, I mean, the it's a quarterback driven draft, which is what they didn't get a chance to do when they drafted Kenny Pickett because that was the first quarterback picked in like the twenties. I don't know, pick twenty or above. Um. Russell Wilson, we know what's going on with him. Kyler Murray, whatever the situation was, is going on with him. Kirk Cousins, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. I mean, there's so many options that they could allude to to try I, to figure out the situation. Can I tell you what I've been seeing a little bit about on Twitter about this? Yes. Apparently, Mike Tomlin, very, very big fan of Justin Fields. Oh. So if the Bears do look to possibly move on from him and go for Caleb Williams, no one knows what they're going to do. But if that is a, if that is something they do, maybe we see Justin Fields in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform next season. What the Bears need to do is be very strategic about what they're going to do with Fields or the pick. If you're going to trade away Fields, then if you if, if you ask me, Zachary, I wouldn't trade him. I I, I, mean, I wouldn't trade him. I would keep him, and I would say you want Caleb Williams. It's going to cost you. Your first pick for this year, your first pick for next year in 2020, uh, 2025, I want a 2027 first-round pick, and then I want a, a couple like late-round picks. Now give me a second or third or something in this draft as well, too. They should get multiple first-round picks for this number one pick. If that is the route they go, but it's also, I mean, if, if what we're saying is true about this guy, he's the next, he's the next coming to Jesus oh. coming in the league. So yeah. I, I'm still not sold on Caleb, to be honest with you. I'm not sold you gotta on prove him. It. You got to prove it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, what's the closest number one pick that's kind of like done well thus far? Baker, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's done pretty well. Joe Burrow is always getting continuously hurt, too, which is a problem. Two yep. two years now where he's missed uh, the rest of the season because of injury. And um, I heard when you were going through your list of quarterbacks there, you mentioned the name Mac Jones. Robbie, you are hearing some some rumblings that it looks like the Patriots are ready to part ways with Mr. Mac Jones. That's what I've been seeing. And uh, I'm, you know, Zachary, I haven't been in a predicament like this. And I'll tell you what. When the Patriots have that third, I don't know what to expect. I'm scared. I think Jaden Daniels is going to be a New England Patriot. I don't think so, because I think they'll go Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels. I don't Great, want well, I don't want Drake May. No, no. For the love of God, you might man. get him. You might no. fucking get him. No. And what no. that means, Harrison's going to the Cardinals. Hey, 
I don't want J.J. McCarthy. I don't want Michael Penix. If if Jaden Daniels isn't there, you have no choice. You need to draft the man that is coming out of the Ohio State that is right there on your shirt right there. You need to go and get Marvin Harrison now. Yep. You're talking about the, the future champions of next year's college football, by the way, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, no. Have you seen the fucking roster that they are bolstering up for next year? Yes. Pretty good. Mac Jones, though, where do you see a possible trade destination for him? And what would a fucking trade package look for Mac Jones? Are we talking like you a seventh round pick? Go? You know where he should go? Where? Take a guess, bro. To, to fucking Walmart to start bagging groceries? No, come on. Take a realistic guess. This guy almost got drafted to set team. I would. I honestly wouldn't have a Dude, clue. He should go to the Niners. Mac Jones. Mac Jones should go to the Niners. They already got Mr. Purdy. <laughs> Mac Jones would blow Purdy out of the water, bro. I mean, not the world I've been seeing. I mean, the dude has. He he has had. I mean, is there is it really like the quarterback have to do a lot of work for that fucking for that offense, or is it just like you have so many assets built around you? Well, obviously, it's pretty. I mean, I feel like I could put up similar numbers. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I was saying that I, yesterday too about uh, Pacheco because at one point they put his stat lines up and it was like eleven rushes, thirty three yards, a fumble. I was like, dude, I could have that exact same stat line in the Super Bowl. No, you can. Oh yeah. No, you can. Oh Zach, fuck yeah. Zach, how fast do you think your forty yard dash would be? Probably not good. It's probably about five <laughs> seconds. I'd have to say. Yeah, you ain't doing what Pacheco's doing. You son of a bitch. You ain't fucking doing that. Yeah, well, Mac, I'll, tell you I mean, what, I'll tell you something right now. Mac Jones is not a failure of a pick for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick didn't want Mac Jones. Robert Kraft pulled the plug and said, I want Mac Jones. Bill Belichick had an opportunity to trade Mac Jones. Robert Kraft said no. So everything that everyone wants to put on Bill Belichick, this is a Robert Kraft problem, and it's going to continue to happen until the dude can't make decisions anymore. Basically saying till the day he dies. Yep, which uh, he's getting up there, so it might be sooner rather than later. And I and I like Robert Kraft, but stay out of the way, bro. Robert, I believe that that is, unfortunately, I think that's it for NFL talk for this season. Zach, you know, it was a fun season. <laughs> It's you just over. had that one queued up, eh? I do, but I also have a couple of clips that I've always played throughout this uh, football season. Let's play. Let's play the number one thing I always played. How about them Cowboys? That is one of Robbie's favorites. This is our probably second most played one, and let's go along with it, Zachary. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go. Because we won't hear this in a Broncos uniform ever again. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, he will be Broncos riding country, with someone else next year. Let's ride. And that is it, folks. The end of an era, the end of a season. NFL has come and gone. But we still have some other sports to talk about here, folks. We still have a well, few other sports to go over. We do have some football, Zachary. We have the United Football League, where the UFFL and the XFL can join. Yeah, well, uh, I can tell you I won't be watching any of that. 
Go defenders. Robbie, let's um we got a little bit of NHL news to go over. Um are you able to go to Twitter and load up that video of Morgan Riley? I definitely can. You just gotta give me like because I, I I know I sent it to you or you sent it to me in uh in one of our things. Yeah. Take a second. I'll, I'll go over what happened here. Uh, Morgan Riley facing an in-person hearing for a cross-checking Greg, 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 I'm not even sure how to pronounce this guy's name, on Ottawa. Uh, basically what happened was uh, Ottawa Senators up, I think it was 4-3. There's about three seconds left in the game, and Greg gets a breakaway on an empty net, which if you do that in a hockey game, all you do is you just shuffle the puck in the net. You know, you, you don't add any pizzazz to it, and you just you act like you've been there before. Well, Grieg or Greg, however you want to pronounce this loser's name, he decides to unload a slap shot as hard as he can from the top of the crease into the empty net, and Morgan Riley took exception. Cross-checked the fucking teeth out of this guy's face. Roll the video, Robbie. Uh, you know, Zach, you gave me plenty of time, and guess what? I can't find this motherfucking video. Okay, let me uh, go to our... Uh, go to our... I got, I got, I got. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I had to switch counts because I was on the Sports Cave one. Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. Please hold. I am doing the best I can. All right. Morgan Riley. Ready, set, action. You know what, man? Okay, obviously, people that are not hockey fans are looking at this going like, oh, my God, what a malicious attack. I loved every second of that, to be honest with you. That, that to me, shows a bit of a culture change. That is back, too, man. Yeah, but I like that that shows a bit of a culture change in Toronto because a couple years ago, that wouldn't have happened. No one would have even touched him, but you bring in guys like Revo, and guys like fucking, even back in the day, Kyle Clifford and all these guys that, that, that toughen this group up, and now they have some fucking stones on them. I can guarantee you next time that guy gets a fucking breakaway in an empty net, Robbie, he is not doing a slap shot of the net, that's for sure. Uh, I will say Riley is probably facing at least a two to four game suspension. That'd be my guess. Maybe more. But uh, honestly, man, that sends a message right there. And uh, the league, the league saw that. You know, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't known as a tough team, but maybe these people see something like that and go, oh, okay, well, maybe these Leafs are actually getting a little bit more balls than we had anticipated they have. So, still, though, tough when you're losing to fucking teams like Ottawa. This Leafs team is driving me through the fucking wall this year. Hey, Zach, I know we went to hockey, but there was one topic conversation we talked about in the NFL, and I want to see where you stand on this. I'm sorry. Okay. No I hope you can, because I feel like this needs to be talked about. Where does Patrick Mahomes rank for you all time? Right now? Yeah. Well, fuck. It's, it's so tough to say because he's still playing, right? I mean, is he is he past Brady? No, he's not past Brady yet. Thank you. No. Like, what what are what is wrong with people? Well, I don't think anyone's saying he's past Brady, but I'm yes, saying he's are. he's on the trajectory to possibly pass him. Is what know, I would say. Plenty of people saying that he's already better than Tom Brady ever was. Like, he's the goat. People are saying that Patrick Mahomes is already a goat. Do you know that Brady wasn't even allowed to be in the same conversation with Joe Montana until he got his fourth ring? Seriously, like, I, let's let's go over some quarterbacks, and you tell me if Mahomes is better, and he's better than a lot of them. Maybe is he better than Brett Favre? Yes. Is he better than Dan Marino? I never watched Dan Marino play football, so. But yeah, but okay. I, I'm gonna say he, yes. He is, but 
That's good. <laughs> John Elway. Is he better than John Elway? Another guy. I never watched play football, so I'm going to say yes. Oh, so you're you're not even qualified to fucking talk about this. Essentially. No. <laughs> He's better than Drew Brees. I don't know. Drew Brees was a fucking, he was a baller-ass quarterback. But we're talking about getting the job done. I mean. I, Is he better than Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Like if you're looking at, it, it, it's, it all depends on how we're categorizing this. Like if we're categorizing this as winning or is it just an, an all in general? Because, I mean, if we're talking all about winning, general. then he's better than both Breeze and, and Aaron Rodgers if we're talking about that. But if we're better than at Peyton, pure, like, are we ready to put him past Peyton Manning? Peyton's one of the I don't greats. know if I am. Yeah, I'll that's... tell you what. I, I would probably put Mahomes in the top five. You got Brady, you got Montana, you got Manning, you got Rodgers or Elway. I probably lean Rodgers more. And then you got Mahomes. Is that I a bad thing? Like, can't we just say this guy's top five and is approaching time? Like, if you put the numbers side by side and what they've done in the first, first six years, I'd be like, you know what? He's had a better start than Tom Brady. But it's an overall body of work. Anything can happen. Seriously. Exactly. That's why, I mean, that's, that's why it's way too early to have this discussion. Who's more skilled? Depending on the skills, what are you talking about? Because I don't think his throwing is that much better than the Brady's. I think they're both fairly equal. I think he could definitely run better out of the pocket than Brady. And if we're talking about reading defenses, I give the nod to Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady was probably the best at reading defenses in the history of fucking NFL. I think why he's won seven rings. Controversy and debate for throughout the whole season, all the way to you know the upcoming offseason. But if Patch Mahomes lost that game, because let's be honest there, I mean, it took a late spurt. But if you ask me, the main reason why they won that Super Bowl was the Kansas City Chiefs defense over the Patch Mahomes. Well, and also was the fumble fuck by the punt returner on the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Yes, I mean, everything played perfectly for Mahomes. You know what I mean? And not to mention, too, Mahomes said it himself. That's the thing that really pissed me off is because he said it himself, and he goes, I don't know if I could ever call myself the GOAT because I lost the Tom Brady in Super Bowl. Not only did he lose Zachary, he got butt-fucked. Yeah, and that's always going to be that dark cloud over him. I mean, say he even if he does get seven rings, like I mean, we, there's always going to be that. Do LeBron and MJ without like seeing like them face each other. We have Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady multiple times, twice in the playoffs, and Mahomes is zero two. A record that probably stings him, stings him, stings him. But I'd say I'd say right now, I think you're pretty accurate with top five. That that's a comfortable slot. I think the worst if he's going right now, the worst he's going to finish on that list is number two. If he keeps progressing and doing what he's doing early on in his career, best, I mean, the best he's going to finish is number two, not the worst. No, I mean, like that's like that's the worst he's possibly going to finish because he could easily be the goat. But I'm saying if he keeps going like this, the worst he's going to be on that list is number two. That's the lowest he's going to be. To me, in the end, we got to wait until he's done playing football. Exactly. That's why I twice said before, but this is way too early to have this discussion of where I'd where I'd rank him because he's still playing. Like, I mean, yeah. what if he what if he fucking tears his. We don't mean what if he gets injured, has a season-ending injury, or career-ending injury next year. It, 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 anything can happen. But I will tell you this: the the talent that he had around him is damn near Brady esque because Brady would have a Gronk or an Edelman, and the rest was pretty dog shit. He had Travis Kelsey and essentially a bunch of dog shit. Pacheco really turned it on, so I don't know if you want to consider him dog shit. I I, I would say he's mid. You know, he's he just an average. Like he's not great. He's not bad. He just he's he's okay. You know. Yes. Well, Zachary, I just want to get that out of the way because it's been yeah, no a hot problem. topic today across sports, and let's get back into hockey. My sincerest apologies. No problem, Robbie, and you will be a little bit disappointed because we only have about 35 seconds more of hockey talk today, unfortunately. Not much happened here. Um, another one to report, we have a suspension for newly acquired defenseman of the Vancouver Canucks. Excuse me, Nikita Zadorov. 
got a suspension two games. I believe his was also for cross-checking. Could be wrong. No, his was a head hit. His was a head hit. Two games suspension for head hitting. Um, I guess the player safety is really cracking down on this, which is why I think Riley will be facing somewhat of a, not a substantial suspension, but he'll, he'll, get, he'll get more than one game. Let's just say that. I forgot to check my fucking hockey lineup today. Motherfucker. I don't know if I did either, actually. Um, I got Adam Fox, Chris Kreider, and Jack Hughes on my fucking bench. I'm going to lose this week now. Robbie, that's not good. No, that's not good at all. You're going to want those guys in. Jack Hughes, he's back. Could yeah, it be a little back. late? Uh, let me bring up that standings here. I don't know if it'd be 30 games left in the season. And uh, Do you want me to bring up the standings? Or everybody, I got it right here. Oh, you want to pull up on the screen? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, pull it up there. Might as well. We'll be allowed to see the standings i mean folks this is what you're missing out on by the way you're missing out if you listen on the podcast of seeing beautiful things like this exactly here we go go through it baby well if we're looking at the standings here can you click is there a uh wild card option in that one probably not eh uh there is oh yeah click wild card right at the top yeah right there okay if you go down here to wild card you're gonna see um keep scrolling down right there new jersey devils Okay, you know what, Robbie? They're not out of this. 50 games played, 54, 54 points. There's six points now out of that second wild card spot. They're definitely not they're out also, of this. They're also uh, behind the Red Wings and two behind the Islanders. So, yeah, like I said, playing. Yeah. Time. So, I mean, with 30 games left in the season, they are, uh, I think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to be making the same splash that they've made in prior seasons, but uh, right now, I like where the Leafs are sitting too, Robbie. I like the Leafs. In that fucking first wild card spot, because I want the Rangers in the first round. That's who I want. That's who I want. It's understandable, but I mean, the Rangers gotta be better than the Bruins now. Oh no, the Red Wings face the Bruins. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, all right, the Western. If we're going down to the West, um, definitely a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a crazy story uh, yeah. in the West. I guess this year with teams like Edmonton um, starting off so shit, now being one of the hot teams in the league. Teams like LA starting off so strong and now just plummeting to the floor. Uh, for looking at surprising teams that are on the outside right now, looking in teams like Minnesota, like I had Minnesota being a top team this year. I don't know what happened. They've always seemed to just be a gritty squad. And it just seems like this year, maybe injuries have derailed them. Uh, Kaprizov, their Russian superstar. They're not getting the same sort of play from him that they normally would get. Uh, the Predators just on the outside looking in with goaltending from UC Saros. They can easily get that last playoff spot, which is held right now by the St. Louis Blues. Just behind the Predators, you have the Calgary Flames and the Seattle Kraken. Pretty much neck and neck with points. But the story this year, Robbie, I mean, has to be the Vancouver Canucks. They are they are legitimately an amazing team. I remember in the beginning of the season, we were talking about them because we were doing our power rankings, which I just realized we haven't done in a while. So maybe we'll get that for next Monday's episode. Yeah, we haven't. <laughs> we had the Canucks in at the top five teams, and it was kind of like one of those things like, ah, are they really going to stay there? And not only are they staying there, but if we did the power rankings today, they would be my number one team. Well, I mean, mean, completely understandable. uh, NHL trade deadline, Bob, is coming at the end of February, I believe. I believe we're about three weeks, two two to three weeks out of it now. So keep your eyes open. There's going to be a lot of trades coming this season. Uh, There's some big names on the trade list. Uh, If you want, actually, Robbie, I can probably pull that up. Trade deadline is March 8th. March 8th. Okay, there we go. Yeah, three weeks. Trade deadline top names. Oh, do, 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 do. Okay, you know what, actually? Not very good names on this trade bait yeah. list, if we're going to be honest. 
there's usually a lot of bigger names. Um, the the players they have on this list right now, this is this is going to be a terrible trade deadline, folks. I'm just going to tell you off the back. Chris Tanev, the defenseman of Calgary, is the number one available pick for the trade deadline. That's what they're saying is the top available guy. Chris Tanev is a bottom six defenseman. So if he's the top available guy, that's crazy. Um, another big name, actually, Vladimir Tarasenko's on this list. He's uh, sitting at number five. He could be a big piece for someone. Um, Anthony Duclair in the San Jose Sharks. He sits at number 10. He could be a big piece for someone to add in. If you're looking for goaltending, Jake Allen. I mean, you kind of know what you're going to get with Jake Allen. He's at number three on this list. He's an okay goalie. He'd be a good good backup to have. Don't ne- yeah, Wouldn't necessarily want him to be a starter, but... Yeah, but Robbie, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a pretty weak list. So um, I guess... Yeah, last year's were pretty exciting deadline. because you had Patrick Kane, Ryan O'Reilly. And yeah, there was a lot Patrick of big names on last year's. It's kind of like the NBA trade deadline this year. Last year, both NFL and NBA was... NHL and NBA was crazy. This year, NBA kind of sucked, and maybe that's the trajectory the hockey's going to go, Zachary. Yeah, it's looking like hockey's going to be pretty shitty. But uh, we'll do a full uh, trade deadline breakdown, obviously, closer to the actual trade deadline. But just keep that in your mind, folks. March 8th. March- Eighth, for those of you who are wondering, March and, um, is a Friday. Yeah, I believe that maybe wraps up. Our... Maybe we do do a Thursday episode right before the NHL trade deadline. What do you say? What do you see? What do you I say? Could do you that. Mean? Yeah, I could do that. Right, yeah, so that Thursday night, right before the Friday morning chaos of trade deadline day. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, we have one more Thursday episode coming, mother for you, motherfuckers. March seventh. Well, we might have two, depending on what date the NFL. NFL draft is, and if the grandparents will be home. Very true. Very true. Well, Zachary, while we were talking about the NHL, I couldn't help myself but to look at the NBA and the All-Star Weekend because All-Star Weekend is this weekend. Yep. I'm starting to get less and less and less and less excited every year for this NBA All-Star Weekend. Honestly, it, yeah, it, it just seems like the really the only thing that I find exciting about the All-Star Game is the dunk contest, which the last couple of years has been yeah, kind of a more. snooze fest. Yep. I feel like the dunk contest is tough, though, because it's like every year you want to see something new, but it's like how many fucking different variations of dunks are there? I know. It's like they've all reached their like potential. Like You can't do the in-between like through, like Vince Carter type dunk anymore because it's been done before. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, So... Let's look at the skills challenge. So the skills challenge, remember, is made of teams, and there are three teams. We have team top picks, team pacers, and team all-stars. Team pacers features Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Martin, and Miles Turner. Team all-stars features Scotty Barnes. I think this is back-to-back year doing this. Tyrese Maxine, Trey Young. Team top picks, Paulo Benchero, Anthony Edwards, and Victor Wembanyama. A pretty good squad right there. I guess I don't really care to be honest. Three point competition. This is honestly like overtaking the dunk contest as of late. To yeah. be honest here. Is Three that, point is that Broad comp- playing in the, in the one this year? Caitlin Clark, is she in it? Or is she doing something with it, Curry or something? It's supposed to be Sabrina Inescu, who was supposed to go up against Stephen Curry. Sabrina huh. Inescu was that um, chick that was going absolutely off for Oregon that Kobe really advocated for. She plays for New York Liberty. They came close to win the WNBA championship this year. They felt just short. Um, Three-point competition. So we'll have Sabrina Niskew versus uh, Stephen Curry. Competition itself, you're going to have two players from the Milwaukee Bucks, Malik Beasley and Damian Lillard. Laurie Marketing from the Utah Jazz. Carl Anthony Towns from the Timberwolves, who I think won it last year. Donovan Mitchell of the Cavs. Trey Young 
Tyrese Halliburton, and Jalen Brunson, the New York Knicks. And the slam dunk competition features two G Leaguers, one of them, Mac McClung, the gentleman who won last year, Jacob Toppin, who plays for the G League New York Knicks, Jacob Toppin, the brother of Obi Toppin, uh, rookie Jamie Jaquez Jr. from the Miami Heat. And here's the name, a big name participating from the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown participating in the dunk contest. There we go. So we'll see. I mean, I'll definitely pay attention now that we got a name like Jalen Brown, but if he sucks, I will be changing the channel. Yeah, it's, it seems that these all-star weekends are just kind of becoming a snooze fest, to be honest with you. It's, you know, they did to themselves doing Aaron Gordon dirty. Like, honestly, if you want to say, yeah. like, honestly, like him and Zach Levine, it was fairly close the whole way. But when you dunk over Taco Fall and you lose, that is some bullshit. Yeah, he got robbed two years in a row. Two years in a row he got robbed. I don't know. I thought Zach Levine was pretty good, too. Well, at least one of those fucking two should have went to Aaron Gordon. Yes, yes. Um, But we do have some other basketball news, Robbie, to go over. We got a couple signings to talk about here. No. Don't Don't worry. We won't start with that one. I'll let you simmer and think about it for a little bit. We'll start off with big booty Kyle Lowry signing with the 76ers, reuniting with Nick Nurse. Everywhere. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. This is a predicament for me, Robbie, because I love Kyle Lowry. (laughs) <laughs> but I fucking hate the Philadelphia 76ers. So Who do you I'm wishing Kyle Lowry success for him, for just himself. But uh, the rest of the team, I I hope you guys suffer immense defeat for the rest of the year. I think I think you want to say something else. Nope, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, it's, a new, it's, it's, it's a news act today. You know, we're not going to be getting too crazy. Mm. Are you trying to Would change I- would I wish season-ending injuries upon all of them? Maybe. I don't know. That was old Zach. Oh, oh! That was old Zach. Oh, my God. Jesus, Zach. New Zach, you know, maybe just like a road rash or something. I don't know, you know? I heard Charles Barkley talking about Kyle Lowry and, like, what a de- uh, defender should do if he's guarding him with that big booty. When the guy's banging you, you don't you spin off of him. <laughs> For fuck's sakes, Robbie. All right, anyways, Kyle Lowry going to the 76ers for the rest of the season. Robbie, I'm sure the one that you really want to talk about, though, your precious Spencer Dinwiddie joining forces with your favorite LeBron James with the L.A. Lakers. Is this is this the piece that's going to push the Lakers to that next level, Robbie? That's all I got to say about it. I mean, I, it's, we don't, you know what you're going to get with Dinwiddie, right? I mean, he's he's a good all-around player. Uh, I don't know if this is exactly the the key piece for this Lakers team. I don't really expect much from the Lakers this year. If anything, they are uh, definitely not the L.A. team that could win a championship this year. Who is the L.A. team? That would be the, the Clippers, my friend. Steve! 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 You know, people wear fucking headphones, eh? Sorry, I just want to make sure that Steve was around for this because, you know, Steve's always bashing us for not talking about the Clippers. Well, Clippers are a hell of a team this year, Steve. Hell of a team. But, yeah, those are the uh, those are the two signings that happened this week, Robbie. Would you say that this Clippers team this year is better than any Raptors team in their illustrious history? No, because the Clippers don't win a championship, then 
Maybe if they win a championship this year, we can have that discussion. But until then, no. We'll see. Um, here. <laughs> There's also one team I would like to, uh, we have to give a little flowers here to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Robbie. They're now at nine wins in a row, surging up second place now in the Eastern Conference. Zach, can I give a shout out really quick? Sure. Shout out to one of Marcuzio's buddies here, Jack Crispy Squid, joining in, tuning in here. Welcome in, buddy. Thank you very much. I know they're like really big with their sim race. Excuse me. So I think taking the time out of your day to just join, listen to us talk some sports. Fucking right, brother. Appreciate it. I don't know if I welcome to the show. If I don't, I definitely drop a follow for him right now. I do have him followed. Welcome, Jack Crispy. Thank you, bud. Jack Crispy. Um, Zachary, um, the Spencer Dinwiddie thing. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie was so misutilized in Brooklyn. Um, Utilized as like maybe a fourth, fifth option. And Spencer Dinwiddie is somebody that can get shit going off the bench. I think he could be a starter on a lot of teams in the league, but Dinwiddie's better when he's the guy controlling the whole court. And when you're playing with the Lakers, he obviously knows that he's not going to take the ball out of LeBron's hands, Anthony Davis, and maybe not even D'Angelo Russell's. But if you have him coming off the bench and producing with those guys, and Christian Wood, uh, Austin Reeves, when he's playing with those bench guys. This could low-key benefit the Lakers. I thought that I didn't want it to happen, but him going to the Lakers would be better than him going to the Mavericks. Was he He was, was he a Maverick before? Am I wrong about that? He was a Maverick yeah. before, and he was a Maverick when they had Jalen Brunson. But the problem is, uh, Zachary, did you see Grant Williams' comments? I, I, I didn't see I, I saw about them, but I didn't see his actual comments, but I saw that was causing a bit of a stir. What the okay. what did Mr. Grant say? Oh, I guess what really got the Mavs fed up at him is because he wears the Jordan brand. There's two people in the NBA that are represented by Michael Jordan's Jordan brand, his teammate, former teammate, Luka Doncic. And his former teammate, Jason Tatum. And at some point he stopped wearing the Doncic's and started wearing the Tatum's. I did see that. I did so, see that. Here, there's a quote here. Grant Williams, this was posted five hours ago. Grant Williams enjoys playing with the Charlotte Hornets. Quote, it's great to get a win for the city and play for the jersey that's across your chest, not on your back. Everybody touched the ball. We trusted one another. Major shot at Luka Doncic. Yeah, Major. I think that. Well, it's fucking Grant Williams and Luka Doncic, so. Well, I'll tell I'm you choosing- what. Grant Williams is not a skilled player, Zach. No, not at no. all. God, no. God, but no. He's not wrong, Zach. That style of play is not going to win the Mavericks a championship. No, exactly. You can't have you can't have a guy hold on to the ball for 22 seconds and then heave up a three-pointer and expect to win championships. It's just not how it goes. No, and Luka needs to learn how to play better off the ball. Kyrie could do it. Luka needs to learn how to do it. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with what Grant Williams said. I think it's factual. And I think Luka needs to take less offense and work on sh- – that's the problem is a lot of these guys take such offense instead of working on what people are trying to say. Like, really, is it the Dallas Mavericks or is it the Dallas Donchiches? Sometimes it feels like it's the DD, the Dallas Donchiches. Double D. Martha Johnstone. Sure. All right. <laughs> Uh, do do I have a laugh thing here? I don't have a laugh thing here. Also, um, for everyone here knowing, I uh, I got a new tattoo this week, fellas. 
What? Ladies and gentlemen, listening, yep. Let's see it. Come on, let's see it. It's all oiled up right now. Oh, yeah. We have to fucking show. Tell us what it is. Now, if you're Americans, you guys might not like it very much. Hold on. I'm going to get one second. I'm going to drop my mic for a sec. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're American, you probably don't like it very much because uh, this is the golden goal from the 2010 Olympics where Sidney Crosby scored it in overtime to get the W for Canada against the Americans. Um, it's one I've wanted for quite a while. Went to a local artist named Scully at Street City Tattoo. If you're looking for a tattoo, that is the one to go to. And yeah, it uh, hurt like a fucking bitch. Alrighty, well, hey, you guys have a chance to redeem yourselves in 2026, Robbie, so don't you worry. Just tell me you live my life, you fucking bitch. Fuck you, slut. Fuck you, Um, But uh, that... Actually, Robbie, before we move on to... uh, We have a little bit of UFC, actually, folks, for you folks tonight, but... Yeah, we do. I want to ask you this question. Okay. Midway point of the NBA season. Shai Gilligas-Alexander... Or Nikola Jokic, who is your MVP? Oh, you gotta let me simmer that one. Why don't you give me your prediction? Honestly, I'm I love Shy. I love him, but he's my he's my favorite player now. He's he's adopted into be my new favorite player to watch in this league. He's having an incredible season. Fucking Jokic, man! It just it, it, the guy just puts up numbers every single game. I feel like he has the slightest of edge right now. I would have to give it to Jokic. But I would not be surprised uh, if Shai makes that jump and uh, ends up getting this award won this year. But I think as of now, if the season ended today, I'd have to give the slight edge to Jokic. So you're asking me if I choose between Shai and Jokic. Well, those I'm, I'm assuming those would be the two front runners for MVP this year, right? Now that Embiid's done? Yeah, Embiid's done. But... um. Honestly, Zach, neither one of them are my MVPs. Who's your MVP? Jalen Brunson? No, hell no. My MVP, I'm sticking with it since the preseason. Luka Doncic is the MVP. Luka Doncic is averaging, listen to this, Zachary. Luka Doncic is averaging 34.5 points, 9.4 assists, and 8.8 rebounds per game. He has more assists than Jokic, more points than Jokic, and obviously you're not going to out-rebound him when he's fucking seven feet tall and plays the center position. Yeah, 34 and a half points. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not know that he was getting that many. I probably would have thrown him up in that uh, in that debate then. Well, you know what? I guess, I guess it's a three-headed race right now then. They have it so favored in Jokic's fucking favor, but to me, right now, Luka's the MVP. Well, it's going to make for a very, very tight race. This is, this is the for. top 10 that they have going right now. Number 10 from the Phoenix Suns. Who's from Phoenix Suns, Zachary? Number 10. Booker. Devin Booker. Number 9 from the Los Angeles Clippers. Is that uh, Well, that could either be Kawhi. Probably Kawhi. It is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Number 8 from the Indiana Pacers. Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. Number 7 from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Number 6 from the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox? Demonis Sabonis. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Number five from the Boston Celtics. 
Mr. Tatum. Jason Tatum, number four from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Dirtiest son of a bitch in the game, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number three, Luka Doncic. Number two, Shai Gilligis. Alexander, number one, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Well, so you have Luka. I have Jokic at the moment, but... um, yeah, actually, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little bit surprising just for, well, I guess he's had a really good last month. So maybe if he keeps going the way this is going, then he'll uh, he'll throw himself in that in, in that uh, conversation. But obviously, he's not going to be winning MVP this year. But what he's doing for this New York Knicks team is, is, is pretty incredible. I'll tell you what, Zachary. Hot take. Luka Doncic, go. or not Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson is the best point guard in the NBA. Psych! Say wow, that's a very that's that's not a hot take. That's a steaming take. That's a that's a boiling hot take. No fucking chance, you guys, mother. You guys really psych, bitch. I know I upset a lot of Nick fans. This is what I gotta say to you, Nick fans. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. What double champ does what the fuck he wants. Uh, but, Mr. Robbie, I believe that, that is the uh, end of our NBA discussion for this podcast. It we have two other a- break. We have two avenues to go uh, to go with here, Robbie, and I'm going to let you decide, right? Because we have a new sport that we don't really talk about very often here on the Sports Cave that we can talk about, or we can get in to some UFC. I want to get some UFC because, you know what? I think we finally have a good card. Yes, yes, we do. UFC 298, Volkanovski versus Tapuria. Tapuria? Tapuria? I think that's how you pronounce the right. name. You said that right? Uh, honestly, Robbie, this is this is not a good card. This is a great card, what we are seeing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go through the prelims, see if there's any names we recognize in the prelims here. Well, I got um, I got it up here if you would like, Zachary. Yeah, throw it on there. Throw it on right, there. Early prelims here, all right? So, uh, yeah. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> I was like, shit, okay, that's a... Nope, still the wrong one. Retract. We're new at this, folks. We're, we're new at this. We're trying our best, though. Uh, remove. And we're going to stop screen. We are going to present. We are going to share screen. We're going to hit share screen. We're going to go to UFC 298. We're going to hit this button here. And is it there? It's there! All right, yes. I'm just going to say that Obin Elliott is not fighting because, you know, no picture. So uh, You're that or he's really black. That 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 is two substantial possibilities, but I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to assume he's probably not fighting though. <laughs> um, as uh, your buddy Mike from Dark Horse MMA, give him a follow on Instagram. Yep. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. Yeah. That's when you go make your sandwiches. Um, Josh Quinlan versus Danny Barlow. Don't know. Never heard any of these two fellas. Me neither. So uh, we're going to go up to uh, the prelims. This oh, is the prelims. I just ripped a fart, and it is bad. Stinky. Uh, oh who and who and who and Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura. Zachary, I'm going to tell you something right now. Let's just me and you here. I have fallen out with UFC so hard. I don't know most of these motherfuckers well, anymore. Yeah, but you're looking at this is the fucking the prelims though, right? I mean, prelims are fucking. Those are always up and comers. No, like little names. You know what I mean? I, I remember I, I, that there was an up and comer that I thought was going to make a lot of noise, and he's been pretty decent with Song Yadong. That's a good name. I do know the one prelim guy that I do know. Um, 
Jay Taffa. Justin the, uh, Taffa. Yeah, and the big fucking reporter, you son of a bitch. So Justin Taffa's one I do. Oh, Mackenzie Dern. She's the one with the fucking fat ass. And he's the underdog. Mackenzie Dern's got a booty on her. Um, they have no picture of her booty. Don't worry, guys. For everyone listening, I'm going to pull up her Instagram page, okay? <laughs> Are you saying I need to, like, zoom in on you here? Well, you give me a sec. I'm going to have to do some scrolling because there's one pic of her ass that is just mouthwatering. Would you it eat is... the corn out of it? I probably would. I probably would eat the corn out of it. <laughs> We're going to be able to see that. Oh, I'm getting some messages at the top there, too. You yeah, don't. she's got an absolute dumper on her. Um, wow. And uh, you know what? I mean, her face, a little rough looking. But uh, for a UFC fighter, she's definitely one of the hotter ones. So well, good, Dave. He lined her up against a massive lesbian there, it looks like. That's okay. Yep. Okay, so uh, we're just going to go with Mackenzie Dern because she's hot. Well, yeah, yeah we're going to go with Dern. Okay. Uh, here's the main card, folks. The main card for UFC 298, and we start off. With Anthony Hernandez, and you say that one, he's Russian. Roman Kopulov. Now, I don't know anything about these two fellas, but if I'm just judging a book, uh, judging a cover, uh, the book by its cover, uh, this Anthony Hernandez guy looks like he can be a little scary, but these fucking Russians are also crazy. So I'm going to give it to the Russian, just because they're fucking nuts. Uh, I agree with you. All right, here we go. Henry Cejedo. This. Is going to be a good fucking fight. Marab Diviashali is an absolute fucking bulldog. This is a tough fight for Henry Cejudo. I mean, obviously, you know what the wrestling is. Cejudo, he's an, a, one of the best wrestlers of all time. Underdog going into this fight. Yeah. Well, do, 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 I'm telling you, Diviashali is a fucking terrifying, terrifying man. Uh, and I think, uh, I unfortunately think Henry Cejudo is going to have his hands full in this one, and I will be taking Marab. All right. Jeff Neal. This is a good one. Ian Gary, um, obviously in the news. Everyone knows about Ian Gary now for oh, Sean Strickland. Just been tearing him apart for being a cuck and having a wife that apparently, uh, I really don't even know the whole story, but apparently Sean Strickland says he got blinded by that pussy and uh, make a terrible life decision. So Jeff Neal, good fighter as well, too. Ian Gary, 13-0. and He's not lost. The guy is, uh, in my opinion, could be a future champion. Um, I, th- I don't think he's losing to Jeff Neal here. I'm going to give it to Ian Gary. Um, also, his name is Ian Gary, but you know Machado. You know Machado comes from Manny. That I believe. I believe. I could be wrong on this. I think that's his wife's ex-husband's last name. Are you fucking I'm, me? Let me make sure. I, I'm. I'm fucking almost positive. I read There's that somewhere. No way. That's possibly true. Ian Machado Gary. Ian. Machado Gary. Okay. That if this is true, he's the biggest cock known to man. Personal life. Personal nah, life. You know, I might be wrong, but you know, let's just say it's right because it's funny to make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gary, if you're watching this, um I I play the fifth. I got nothing to say. You live your life to the fullest. I gotta fucking find it. Machado. Where does Machado come from in Ian Gary's name? Come from in Ian. Come from. Gary's name. Ah. Yes, that is correct. His wife, Layla, is Brazilian, and Machado was her last name. 
Oh my fucking So God. maybe it's not her ex-husband's last name, but he took her last name. Cuck. <laughs> Cuck, bitch. But I still I still think he's gonna beat the fuck out of Jeff O'Neill. And, and he, he beat the fuck out of both of us. So <laughs> <laughs> no. uh this one is another oh, I'm I'm fucking wait, excited for this one too, this Robbie. Be awesome. The only thing that makes me worried about this one is Paulo Costa and his gas tank. Because the guy looks, I mean, he's an absolute physical specimen. He looks to be in the greatest shape of all time. But he gasses out in 25 seconds every single time he fights, it seems like. So, Machado is the boy. Well, wow. Matty, uh, Manny Machado, I know you're a big fan of. But uh, unless you're a fan of Cucks, then Ian Machado Gary is your guy. Yes, sir. Uh, this fight, though, Robbie, honestly, I really don't know where to go with this fight. Like if you look at Robert Whitaker, he's he's uh been a guy that could have been a champion many times. He just couldn't get he's over the hump of Adesanya. Yeah. Uh, well, he's he's, fa- I, he's the heavy favorite essentially. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Robert Whitaker in this I'll one just because he Whitaker, yeah he is a badass. Like Paul Acosta is a big fucking guy, but I mean I, I don't think he's as skilled as the top middleweights like no, a he's, he's just a he's just an absolute monster. Yeah, he's a fucking jacked fucking specimen. But you know, um, a wise man by the name of Mike Antidormi from Nogtuck. Shout out to Mike Antidormi. Skills pay the bills, and at the end of the day, Robert Whitaker possesses the better skills, in my opinion. Yep, I agree with you 100. I'm taking Whitaker as well. All right, and Zachary, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Robbie, I'm going to say this once. I'm I'm a big Volkanovski guy. I didn't like him when he first started because he beat the fuck out of my favorite fighter of all time, Max Holloway. But you just seen the interviews of this guy. You just can't not like him. He's just a likable guy. I'm I'm worried about him in this fight. I'm zooming in on you. I'm worried about him. Um, this Topura guy, he's going to be hungry. He's going for his first chance at a belt. Hasn't lost. He's basically mollywopped everyone he's gone through. He's a bit bigger than Volkanovski. Uh, I think he's a bit of a different fighter than what Volkanovski's seen. And we don't know what sort of damage Volkanovski took with that fucking shin-blasting head kick from Makachev. And honestly, Robbie, I think we're going to have a new champion at that weight division. I think Volkanovski is unfortunately going to lose this belt. Wow. Well, Zachary, unfortunately, I can't play the... But I will tell you this, Zachary. It, it it's entirely possible. I mean, we we're getting to that point, Zach, where those guys that we uh, that we once they're uh, used to basically dominating the division. Their time has come. Adesanya, Volk is up next. Um, there's a point where uh, fuck, what the fuck's his name? Uh, fuck Usman. He was dominating. Yep. His time came to an end. The end is near. It's- it's always that time. I mean, at some point, time catches up to you, and you're just not able to do what you were once able to do. But, but I'll tell you what: to conflict interest, I'm going to go Volkanovski. There you go. And I, honestly, Volkanovski, we know we're going to see Volkanovski. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. Oh. You got to be a tough son of a bitch to beat that guy. But uh, Robbie, there is one thing I'd like to talk about UFC news before we get on to our last sport that we. I guess we'd be kind of keeping a little secretive, so we'll just kind of keep the secret going. Mm. Um, Ariel Hawani, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Uh, reports are coming out. Nothing has been confirmed, but he is saying it looks like the last fight that's going to be added to UFC 300 as either the main or the co-main event will be a welterweight title fight between Leon Edwards and 
Hamzat Shemaev. Really? But th- that the guy can't make 170 fucking pounds. It's like why even attempt to do this? That's that's what that's what Ariel's been posting. I don't know if there's any legitimacy behind it, but obviously the guy has connections. He knows people in the fucking in that business, right? So that's what he's been posting, but I don't like that fight at all. First of all, I also fucking kind of find a bullshit. Like, how many fights has Shemayev had at welterweight? One, know. one or two, like, one, maybe two, three. Like, why is he getting a welterweight title shot? Mm-hmm. Hey, this is where Dana White pisses me off because it's not even like the guy that's most that's most deserving of a title shot gets it. It's obviously it's a business. You have to you have to sell the fights. You're gonna have to get the big names in there. But at the end of the day, this this kind of seems like fucking theatrics to me. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, nothing's been proven. Nothing's come out as uh, 100%, so take it with a grain of salt. But that is what is being reported now from a pretty trusted source, I would say. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I've also heard fucking... This is this is where this gets ridiculous. I've also heard rumors that um, Shemaev could be going up to light heavyweight now and doing a... T- there, there's, there's so many rumors with that. But another thing, too, we have to keep in mind. When's the last time Shemaev fought in the U.S.? been like two years and i think that's because he's not allowed to fight here i think he's uh there's some problems going on which is why he does all of his fights now in saudi arabia whenever they do those fucking cards down there yeah abu dhabi and all that yeah yeah so we'll just wait and see what happens but if that is the fight they're going to be announcing i'm not going to lie i'd be a little bit disappointed um for ufc 300 well ufc 200 was one in the you know one of the best cards known to man so they got to match that we're going to ufc 300 now you got to match that well the tough part too is um, while we're talking about ufc let me read off the ufc 299 card like they fucking loaded this card up right before ufc 300 i mean i feel like yeah, some of these did. fights could have easily went over yeah you got uh just the main card i'll go over starting off you got uh michael venom page who if you if you're not an mma fan you probably don't know who he is because he's never fought in the ufc i was gonna say he's probably one of the biggest free agent acquisitions since michael chandler if you're if you're done with this podcast episode after we're done this podcast go to youtube and search up mvp knockouts this guy has one knockout robbie where he does a spinning kick back heels the guy in the head and then just stops and looks at the camera like doesn't even fucking look at the guy he just knows he's knocked out and then the ref runs over and fucking stops the fight. The guy is a he's old though. He's old. He's gonna be facing uh Kevin Holland. Great that fighter. Kevin Holland is fucking trash talking. Yeah. Um the next fight here we have Peter Yan versus I think it's Yadong Song. I, I'm not too sure. Uh, Wong Yadong. Just, yeah. Well, it's it's Y Song. Is that is that it? Yeah. Song Yadong. Okay, so yeah, he's fighting uh Bantamweight against Peter uh, Peter Yan. Welterweight, we have Gilberto Gilbert Bones uh, Burns against this one. I don't know Jay Della Madalena. I don't think I've ever heard of that guy before, but uh, that's a pick 'em fight. So Dustin Poirier and uh, Saint Denis from France fighting in the lightweight or fighting in the co-main event at lightweight, and the bantamweight championship featuring Sean O'Malley trying to get a win over his only loss, Chito Vera. Yeah, that is a juicy O'Malley card. Won. I don't know if Sean O'Malley wins it. Especially if it turns into a wrestling belt. It's going to be tough. And as of now, Robbie, um, for the main cards for UFC 300, uh, if we're looking at, I mean, dude, they, they got you got uh, ex-champion Divison Figueredo who just lost his belt maybe like a year ago fighting in the prelims. So this card should be pretty stacked. fucking stacked. Uh, he's fighting Cody Garbrandt. Then he got Bo Nickel fighting in the prelims. Him up in the Calvin Guitar against Aljamain Sterling in the fucking prelims, Robbie. In the prelims on 300. 
You know, they, they got to be making mad bread off this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that sucks is right now the biggest fight they have announced for this 300 is the Women's Strawweight Championship. That's the that's the big one they have so far. So they really need some icing on the cake, maybe a... Yeah. I know it wouldn't be a title fight, but I know Chandler and McGregor would sell the absolute fuck out of a goddamn arena for a main card. Michael Chandler all day. Let's go. But that is what we have to look forward to for the UFC. 300 is actually looking pretty fucking sick now that I'm looking at it. So I guess even if they have that as a title fight or the last fight for the uh, for the night, I, I'm, I'll still be very, very in tune to this one. And that's it for UFC, Robbie. Well, Zachary. You said we don't talk about this sport much, but this is the extravaganza of extravaganza, Zachary. This is arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest race in all racing. This Sunday, we have the Daytona 500 this fucking Sunday. And Zachary, I'm excited as fuck for the Daytona 500. Who's ready to watch cars go left? Daytona 500 looks like the biggest party of all time. Like I, I would love yeah, to go so down to Daytona 500. It's so much fun. Just so banging much fun. dirty country chicks into porta potties and stuff, you know. Essentially, let me see if I can get some Daytona. Uh... Yeah, because I, I, Robbie, if you ask me to name five NASCAR racers right now, I, I don't think I I'd think be able to. Could, I think you could do it. All right, I'm gonna try. I actually just watched this uh, that Netflix series, so there should be a couple names that are. I, I'm already forgetting the guy that won last year, though he was the key fucking piece in that Netflix one. But uh, you got Danny Hamlin. That's one. You got um, Bubba Wallace. That's two. You got. Is Earnhardt Jr. still racing, or is he no. retired? No, no, okay. <laughs> um, honestly, that's probably all I got for you, dude. You upset me in so many ways. I, 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 there's names on the tip of my tongue. I just can't fucking. Well, let me go over what they have right now marked as the favorites. As there is a one, two, three, four, five, six way tie for uh, uh, the highest odds to win the race. And it is a 12 to one. There are six racers, a 12 to one odds. 12 to one odds are Ryan Blaney, who won the cup championship last yes. year. Joey Logano. Oh, Kyle <laughs> Bush is one because he's uh, I got to remember that guy for my beer. Is he have a brother? Yes, he does, but his brother doesn't race anymore. Ah. Uh, Brad Keselowski, who's a little bitch. Denny Hamlin, Chris Boucher, uh, Chase Elliott. And then at 16-1 odds, you have William Byron, who came in second, replacing the 24 card. Zachary, who's the drive number 24 card? Come on. Dude, you're you're asking the wrong guy. No, I'm not. Come on. You got to know who drove the 24 at the fucking Rainbow. Jeff Gordon. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I actually got that one. Yes. Let it go. Let's give this man a fucking round of applause if I can fucking find it right now. Well done. I remember him from the Pepsi commercials. Um, so you got 61 odds. You got William Byron, Kyle Bush. At 18 to 1, you have Bubba Wallace. At 20 to 1, you have Christopher Bell. 22 to 1, Kyle Larson. 25 to 1. Ah, Kyle Larson was another name I should have got. Stenhouse Jr., uh, Martin Truex, and Eric Jones. I'm not going to go through the rest of the field here, but I'll tell you what. I think this guy will finish top 10, but he's my pick to win. His time has come, and I feel like he's just right there, and eventually he's going to win the Daytona 500. He's very good. Daytona and Talladega, and my pick to win isn't going to be Ryan Blaney. 
It's not going to be Joey Logano. It's not going to be Brett Keselowski. It's not going to be Deming Hamlin. It's not going to be Chris Boucher or Chase Elliott. Those are the six favorites. My favorite to win this race at 18-1 odds is Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Where's Kyle Busch? That's what I'm going for because I'll be drinking Bush beer watching him race. Kyle Busch is at 16-1 to odds. That's my favorite to win. Well, Zachary, we're going to watch the Daytona 500 together. I don't, you know, you're living in the country. I'm in another country, but, you know, we're going to do this. Well, I, I, got nothing to, I got nothing but time, so I got nothing but time. We're going to sit there and watch cars take a bunch of left turns. And do mushrooms. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to you. Um, well, folks, Thursday episodes are done with. We are now a Monday program up until the hockey trade deadline. Um, Zachary? Hopefully the fucking, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers, basically everybody's already reporting to spring training. Someone needs to sign Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery. We Stop making them fucking wait. Come on. This is getting outrageous. So, Scott Boris, stop being a cunt and get oh, your well. client side piece of shit, you fucking loser. And with okay. that, Zachary, before I go off the rails here, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for all the support. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for a great 2023 2024 NFL season, 2024, 2025 will be here soon. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Zach Johnson incident, the waste management this weekend, uh, because Zach Johnson is a bitch and Zach Johnson is kind of irrelevant. You know, we're not going to say here. We're going to talk about guys that should have had this max potential and turn out to be scrubs. Right, Zachary. Damn. Well, yeah. And he, uh, he was giving it back to those fans. First of all, I, I guess maybe before we go, we should just talk about this a little bit. Cause that, did you see the scenes of that fucking, of that kind weekend, of I'm be honest. That kind of outrageous. It, it, it's getting to a point where it's actually becoming too much. Yeah, I saw a video of this one guy trying to walk through the crowd, and he gets up on this little bridge and then trips over one of the uh, the little stones at the side of the bridge, and just continues to run all the way down this hill, face planting into a puddle at the bottom of the hill. I saw grown men rolling around in the mud. Yeah. Getting it, 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 at some point, have some respect for yourself. I am a fan of getting fucked up and having a good time. I've been drunk, very drunk, many times in my life. I've never taken my clothes off and rolled around in mud at a golf event, you know, or in general, hopefully, because I haven't done that either. Yeah, yeah, so it is getting a little crazy. Let's just say, Zach, that's pretty retarded. retarded. So have some self respect. There you go. That's what we'll talk about. I mean, honestly, we try not to reflect on the bad and start to focus on the good when it comes to golf because shit like that kind of doesn't deserve the attention that it got. Yes. Where are they, where are they playing this weekend? Uh, I think Tiger's back this weekend, isn't he? I didn't hear it. Well, Ty, wait, 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 wait. Did Tiger make his announcement yet? Tiger was supposed to have an announcement today. Really? Yes. Search it up. I want to say uh, Bob's in the plane at Riviera. Bob, is, is Tiger back uh, this weekend? I know I, he's announcing. I, I think that's what the fucking thing Tiger is. Tiger is playing. Okay. Mr. So Woods. Where it all started on and off the course. With support from the Genesis Invitational, TGR Fund is empowering students to pursue their passions through education at the TGR Learning Lab. So that's what his major announcement essentially was. So, yes, he will be at the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club uh, this weekend. And then the following week, we'll have the Mexico Open, which I'm sure he won't be a part of. Let's hope to God we get to see some Sunday red, man. Because I'm telling you right now, if he's playing on Sunday, I'm not watching no fucking Daytona 500. February 26th, we have the match. Who's featuring in that one? 
I don't know. I clicked on it, and then it didn't fucking give me who it was supposed to be. The match. I don't know. It's not giving it to me, dude. It's giving me the recap for the fucking Phoenix Open. Let me see if I can... Uh, the match. Let's see if you're the hell me out here. For golf. I mean, honestly, Zach, I mean, I'd rather watch Live Golf. It's way better, in my opinion, right? Bob's gonna have a heart attack. Results? Um, yeah, I don't think they've released who the name is going to be yet in there. Last year was Mahomes and Kelsey versus Curry and Clay Thompson. So hopefully we get an actual fucking golfer in it this time. Yeah. Nothing will ever top Tiger and uh, Manning versus Phil. And oh, Reed. I got it here. Okay. The match returns February 26th with Roy McIlroy, Lexi Thompson, Max Homa, and Rose Zong. So it's uh, two female professional golfers and two male professional golfers. I'd probably tune in. It'd be entertaining. Yeah. You got McElroy and Zhang, it looks like, and Homa and Lexi Thompson. I guess they're teaming up. I don't really know. I guess it's a team thing. Are they all just going at it one-on-one? -on -one? Who knows? But those are the four maybe golfers. They'll, maybe they'll it's be a mixed, mixed team match. Thank God we got Bob in here, PGA Pro. All right, Zachary. Well, okay. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, for those of you in Connecticut, please be safe. Uh, if you're driving into work tomorrow, we got a crazy snowstorm coming in. So just be safe. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable, don't, don't drive. Don't fucking risk your life. Don't do it. Uh, and with that being said, Zachary, the end of the sports cave, the end of the 2023, 2024 NFL season. Congratulations to the Kansas city chiefs for going back to back. And, uh, we got six to seven more months until the NFL season officially begins. All right. I'm Robbie. Zachary, go ahead and take us out here, bud. That's it, folks. This is the Super Bowl special episode here of the Sports Cave. The last... Oh, sorry. This is a Monday night. No more Thursday episodes coming up here in the foreseeable future, except for one we have lined up. But guys, there's only one way to let you guys go, and you know what I'm going to say next. Stay sexy, a Sports Cave.